Welcome to the Embodied CEO Podcast. I'm Kirsten, and while I'm an integrative performance dietitian by trade, a mom of three, and a wife, I am also a nearly two-decade entrepreneur turned business mentor, and I've seen all sorts of iterations of how to do business. And I'm tired of female business owners not fully stepping into their power because the road we've been told we have to take to get here sucks. In this podcast, I'm empowering entrepreneurs to trust their voice and expertise, to start thinking big when it comes to their business, and to move forward unapologetically toward goals that don't have to make sense to other people. Let's have the big conversations. Let's lay it all out on the table. And let's support each other forward in this crazy journey of entrepreneurship. Oh, and let's have some fun while we're doing it. Welcome to another episode of the Embodied CEO Podcast. I have a special guest with me today, and we just worked our way through a whole bunch of tech issues and then finally introduced ourselves to each other five minutes later because we have known each other through Instagram for a minute. I don't even know how long, but for a while, for a year or more, but I've never had the pleasure of actually seeing and meeting you in person. So Christine Schwartz, thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Me too. And it's been a minute for us to get this together to chat because I had a I thing going on and the universe was not in our favor and now we have technical issues. But let me introduce you real quick so people know who you are and then we're going to get into all the nitty gritty. Christine, if you don't know her, you need to go find her. We're going to drop her Instagram in just a second so you can find her. But Christine Schwartz is an offer coach who helps female entrepreneurs build their high ticket superpower offers. And I love that. We're going to dig into that. She also helps them sell authentically and build organic funnels. We love a good funnel that is going to automatically bring us some cash. She's a retreat leader, a speaker, and owner of the Refined Ritual Modern Meditation Boxes for Entrepreneurs. I want to know more about that because I don't know what that is, so you're going to educate us on that. (laughs) But I am so happy to have you here because you and I live and breathe the same sort of mindset on how we approach our business. So tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into this whole I help people build their badass dream on the internet. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And I'm just so stoked to chat with you today. So yeah, my background, I worked in retail. So I was a, I was one of those corporate dropouts, worked for a big female retailer. Actually, I'm based in Duluth, Minnesota. And so I worked there for a few years, worked my way up the corporate ladder. And reinvent your hustle really technically comes from, I always had to consistently reinvent myself. So that's kind of what spurred the name. But I, whenever they wouldn't promote me, I had to reinvent myself. I had to kind of take myself to that next level. And I think as women, we all find ourselves in that position somewhere along our journey. And so for me, I went back to school and when they wouldn't promote me, I took another position inside the company or their parent company from strategic planning to sourcing to project management to marketing to brand loyalty, all the things. And then in 2019, pre-COVID, I was laid off. And that was... That was a hard one for me. Uh, My identity was very much wrapped up into my career. And so I took it really hard and... Prior to that, an old boss had asked me, do you want to consult? Would you be interested in consulting for Urban Outfitters? And I said, as long as it's not a conflict of interest, yes. Well, that deal never went through. But when this happened, I was like, I'm done working for the man. I was so frustrated. I was so over it. And I was like, if I can work with these high-level CEOs of this billion-dollar company, I can work with small business owners and help them get to where they want to go. And so 
It's been about four and a half years I've been on this journey, and it's been a spiritual evolution for me at the same time building my business and working with women and figuring out my niche and what that really looks like, how I can support women grow their businesses. And that's that's just a little bit about me. That rejection was really what I say redirection, and it helped me to do that deep inner work and find out what it truly was I wanted to do, how I wanted to inspire, how I wanted to educate, how I wanted to help other women truly step into their passion, their purpose, and grow their businesses the way that they want to grow them. Oh, I love that. That like, I'm so glad we got that recorded. I'm sure you've said that before, but I love that so much. You know, the funny thing I have posted in front of me, literally on my screen right here that I keep at all times. And it says rejection is protection, which is something that I think we all need the reminder of every so often, right? But the thing that I wrote down just now when you were talking that kind of jumped out at me is the whole as women, we have to continuously reinvent ourselves in order to even get the seat at the table. And then when we get the seat at the table, someone's going to go ahead and change the whole table <laughs> or someone's just going to like yeah. move the table to another room. There's this consistent, like we're chasing this thing that somebody else puts in front of us. And then when we prove ourselves not only worthy of that thing, but probably in excess of this thing, they're like, oh, we're oh. just going to change the rules on you now. And then in the end, after you've done it all, we're just going to say, and now we're going to lay you off, right? So yeah. like you spend your time hustling, doing all the stuff, carrying 47 different roles in the end, it's like, yeah, but now we're just kind of over it. Goodbye. Like what a kick in the shins and to recover from that and go, you know what? I'm just done. Like kudos for that. Because I think a lot of people would have just been beaten down by that and not immediately rise, but it sounds like you just decided to rise. Well, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I mean, <laughs> you start your own that, business and you're like, honest, right? yeah, we all have to learn it by, by taking the imperfect action. And and, and I think too, you're in this traumatized state. We all are in this, whatever you're doing as an entrepreneur, I'm convinced we have all been through transition. We have all been traumatized in one way, shape or form. And so that's what kind of pushed us into this entrepreneurial role. And that's part of why I launched Refined Ritual. And I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. But as women, you're 100% correct. It's almost as though no matter what we do, it's that worthiness, that enoughness. As as soon as we get to that one spot, we might also be driven and ambitious and want more. And that's an amazing place to be. But what's so frustrating is I feel like there's always these blocks, when I, whether it's our self getting in our own way or it's other people like raising the bar for us, even right when we hit that mark. And, and I truly believe, and I'm seeing it everywhere, that there is this shift in society. There is this shift happening in the world where women are rising. I mean, if it's not freaking obvious, take a look around at all the female entrepreneurs out there. It's beautiful. It's incredible. And it's just like, it's so empowering and exciting. So yeah, I'm just honored to be able to support that. <laughs> And, you know, I love when we can take something that generally was probably not probably generally was incredibly tragic COVID, right? In this particular case, COVID for me was the catalyst. And I think it was for so many people, the catalyst of like, okay, it, it's enough now. It's enough of me not saying what I want to say. It's enough of me saying this little corner over here isn't is good enough. It's enough of me saying I don't have bigger ideas and I don't have bigger dreams because it was all bullshit. I had more to say. I had bigger ideas. I had bigger things I wanted to step into. I had next level thoughts that would help others, that would help my children, that would help my spouse, that would yes. put me onto a bigger platform. 
And I just kind of needed that that literal global nudge of like, okay, we're done with we're done with this now. We're done with hiding. We're done with being quiet. We're done with taking good enough as good enough. Like that is just no longer acceptable, right? You said something about spiritual evolution, and I feel like, especially as female entrepreneurs. Usually when we decide to step into this and decide to fully take on leadership, it comes from a path of we've been told no one too many times. So we're Mm -hmm. like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and do my own path because I'm really tired of fitting in this box that somebody else drew up. And every time I get one foot in the box, they simply redraw the box. And that's just not where I want to be. So uh, spiritual evolution is probably the most accurate description for most of us that have stepped into a small business exclusively run by, owned by, directed by women, and mostly supported by women. And I feel like it has built a beautiful sisterhood that we didn't know we needed, but that has always kind of been, you know, bursting at the seams, trying to break free. And like you said, trying to rise. Absolutely. And I want to touch on that. I think there's this idea of expansion. You said putting women in a box and, and all too often, depending on your background, most of us have felt like we're inside of this box and we're not meant to be in a box, but yet we, even in our own homes, as we work remote, you know, we're sitting in an office, it's a cube. We're in our house. It's a cube. You know, it's all about stepping outside of what we knew to be true and what we felt like we had to say or had to achieve or had to do. And like being an entrepreneur, that's the beautiful part. You can create whatever you want. You get to say whatever you want and you get to influence in a way that you've never been able to before. And so this idea of expansion is truly revolutionary, especially as women, because I think there's this conditioning, too, that we probably have felt from our mothers and their mothers that we have to, whether it's talking about money, whether it's staying small, listening to your husband, whether it's like going back to the workplace and whether or not we could even be an entrepreneur, let alone work way back in the day. So like we're breaking free of all this conditioning. And I'm just, yeah, it's it's it's, it's very exciting and it feels as though there's so many of us, as you said, in a sisterhood, joining forces together to change the freaking world. Like that's what's actually happening. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful to watch. Because the impact is massive, right? You just said something about it. we're in a box no matter where we are. The funny thing is this office that I work out of was literally our, it was our guest room. It was like the, it was the catch-all room. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'll just put a desk in the corner and start there. My husband has his own office in this house. The kids all have their own rooms, right? Like I have, what did I have? The kitchen and our shared bedroom. <laughs> For no other reason than that is just kind of, you know, like where I ended up because we become the caretakers of all the other things. And I used to call myself the ladder holder. Like I was the person at the bottom of the ladder holding in place for everyone else to go scale their thing. And then eventually I was like, no, but wait a minute, I have all this stuff. So let's do all of this stuff and let's build what we want to build. And like you said, in the end, we can change the world. And I don't mean that as an exaggeration. But the impact that comes from women leading things in the way that we tend to lead things as women, and I love your Instagram handle for that purpose, right? We don't like to hustle. It is a complete revamping of how we step forward. We pr- And I don't mean we don't like to hustle as in we don't like to put in the work. That's not the same thing. I mean, we mm-hmm. don't like to hustle as in... I don't want to climb on the backs of other people. I don't want to push people aside in order to get ahead. I want to create a path where we all rise collectively and we support each other and we cheer each other on and nobody's competition and together we open doors. 
it's a whole different approach. And I think it is past time that that is the forefront of things, which is the beautiful part of Instagram and social media, where so many people get frustrated by social media. And it has its flaws, of course, but it's a connection that we didn't have before, right? It was these women isolated in their little corners, having big ideas and dreaming of businesses, but we had nobody else showing us the way or even giving the okay that like, yes, hi, we can do that. And now we literally get to see it. And people like you and I get to meet each other on freaking Instagram absolutely randomly and then end up here having this conversation. Like, it's beautiful. It is. Totally agree with that. Okay. So on that note, I want to touch on where you and I overlap so much with our approach to business. And I, I love how you put it in, especially in your Instagram bio, it even says this, that it's your, your right offer is your superpower, right? I'm a big believer, and I just said opening a path in knowing clearly what it is that we're actually after, not just for how we're building our business, but what it is that we're trying to get our clients to be able to do in there, whether it's their business or you coach on something else, whatever it is that you coach on, it's the path and understanding the journey. Everything that I teach my clients is about if you can understand your client's struggles and their journey that they're after, you can build every solution for everything and you will never be at lack of clients which comes down to can you then create offers that support what those clients need on that journey? Talk to me about what you do in your business because the way you have phrased it as this is your superpower offer is just so on point with that. Well, thank you. First of all, I do agree with you. Ultimately, it comes down to pain points. It comes down to understanding that client inside and out. But even more so than that, it actually starts with the the individual themselves. So if you're an entrepreneur, the way that I think of this is like you started your business to have more freedom, to have that time freedom to grow your business the way that you want to grow it so that you can live the life you've always wanted to, right? You didn't want to work in corporate or you didn't want to have a boss. And so when it comes down to what you're creating and how you're selling and how you're setting your business up, it's all about the offer. It's all about the framework behind the offer. It's all about what I call a superpower system, where when you're building that offer, it first starts with your vision. It first starts with ultimately what you want to create inside of your life. And then we build your offer around it. And that's why it's very important to understand, like, we're not in business for the short term. And I think that's where you see this movement of people creating offer after offer after offer on social media. And you really need to take a step back from that because what's happening there is maybe they're passionate about a lot of things. And that's amazing. I'm a multi-passionate as well. But what's really important is to plant your flag in the sand. There's something that you truly believe in on how you create results for people, how you drive impact, and ultimately how you get them from point A to point B. And so a superpower offer in my eyes, number one, is combining that passion and purpose and getting really clear on what you want to do for the long term, not just one year or two years. It's something that you believe in. It's something that you want to stand behind, that you're branded against, and that you want, you're passionate about it. So you're fired up because you got to talk about that damn thing every day. You got to talk about it on social. You got to talk about it with your clients. You got to continue educating yourself so that you can continue to support your clients in whatever it is that you love to do best. So that's where it starts. It's getting really clear on your strengths, right? Whether, and then also looking, there's those elements of understanding your superpower. You know, it's funny because I do research on this all the time and I'm like, there's this element of astrology. There's this element of human design. Now, whether or not, you know all of those things and how you're crafted energetically and how and you believe in that that's up to you but 
using all the tools that are at your disposal so that as you create this offer, you're really, really clear on what your superpowers are that you can bring to the table and support your clients with. And then from there, it's building out that framework and understanding how you get your client from point A to point B. And the way that I help my clients is really building monthly reoccurring revenue. So that MRR in their business so that they can get that time freedom. So being really smart about building a high ticket offer, because I'm sure you see this with your clients and in your business, it's just as hard to freaking sell a $3,000 package as it is to sell a $10,000 package or a $13,000 package. And it's really the mindset that holds you back. And so identifying what is my offer going to be? What is the framework of my offer? And getting really clear on what might be holding you back from saying, that price point out loud and building that offer and and actually selling authentically and knowing your worth and knowing the direct result you're getting for them and that it's not just a result, it's a transformation. So that's a little bit in a nutshell, but... I love all of that. And we're so much on the same page with that. You just touched on something that when I first stepped into business, I was super resistant to. And when I first stepped into this business, I should say, because I've been in business for a really long time, but because I was in business with a very masculine energy approach for so many years, right? This wasn't on my radar. And you just touched on human design and astrology. And like you said, whether or not people choose to believe that these things apply, the number one thing that I see in my clients when things suddenly no longer work, it's because they built something that for them and their reality isn't functional. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you can create the very best offer. But if you're not the person that is meant to function in the way that you have just created that offer, that offer will fail, which is why it doesn't work when somebody just looks at somebody else's business and goes, well, she's successful doing these things. And therefore, I'm going to do those things. This This is why I don't tell my clients, right? This is why I don't tell my clients, here's the seven steps to guaranteed whatever, because that's just literally not reality. We are all individuals. I'm a huge fan of human design. It is the only thing that has ever fully encompassed exactly how I feel and how I function. I'm a human design manifester and I know how I work. And I also know that I need these certain spaces of freedom and giving myself the ability to create and be creative and therefore continue to grow my business. That's what I want my clients to step into. And on that journey, then when they create these offers or the one offer or whatever that looks like for them to continuously check back in with them and say, is this fulfilling me and what I'm actually trying to bring out to people? Is this fulfilling me and what I'm actually trying to present and how I'm actually trying to help people as opposed to, I just checked a box and here's a thing and I can sell the thing. And now the thing is out there. It has to be an extension of who we are and how we function in our business. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, you touched on it. If we don't have that passion behind it, how can we consistently consistently put that information out there, you're eventually going to get sick of it. You know, you hear about burnout and overwhelm. Well, that happens when you're not fully aligned, whether or not you believe in human design manifesting generator over here, or astrology, or you haven't even heard of it. I highly encourage you checking it out. Although if they're listening to this podcast, they probably have. They've already we've already done episodes on it. They know. Yeah, 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 exactly. But the point is, is like digging deep into that and finding a way to to really co-create with your own energy and getting really clear on what that looks like for you and understanding, as you said, your reality of how you like to work, when you like to work, who you like to work with, and what problems you like to solve. Yeah, I know. I love it. And I also think you touched on it earlier, giving yourself 
the grace to acknowledge the things that currently feel uncomfortable. You touched on it earlier, right? For many women that is confronting money or confronting their role or confronting their ability to stand up and go against the status quo. I think that's part of creating that business then that becomes an extension of who we are. If we don't first do the work to figure out who we are and what actually matters to us and how we want to show up and what we are passionate about and what we are also skilled at, right? Because we need to be at the intersection of those two things. What am I skilled at? But also what am I so incredibly passionate about that I could literally talk about this all day, every day, and it doesn't feel like work. Until we do that work to figure those two things out, it doesn't matter what we create in business. It's going to be temporary. It's not going to be Mm -hmm. the permanent thing that does set us up for long-term success. And as you just said, it is a long-term journey. For those folks that step into entrepreneurship and they get, you know, they get sidelined by the by the shiny spoon of here's how I made a hundred thousand dollars in seven minutes without ever showing up, right? Those posts that we see from coaches online the, all the time. The new money. The folks who get sidelined <laughs> by that. Correct. Correct. Or the, you know, the quick satisfaction, right? Like the instant gratification type posts of, mm-hmm. oh great. So you had a twenty-five thousand dollar launch. That's great. Now what? right? Mm-hmm. It's the, the people mm-hmm. that get stuck in that instead of doing that work of understanding, this is my life's work. This is my journey. I'm building something that I can continue to evolve with that is going to automatically continue to evolve because it is just an extension of me. Until you step into that, business is not going to feel good. Business isn't going to feel like it's hustle free. Business is going to feel like you're swimming upstream because you are going against the grain of how you actually want to function. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that we also, if they're feeling that way, we all haven't done this alone. Like to be very clear as coaches, most of us have our own coaches. We need that partnership. Sometimes it's very hard to see through because we're so close to it. It's hard to see what other people can see. And so if, if you're struggling with really coming to this, like, what are my strengths? Truly, what am I designed and what is my purpose when it comes to building an offer, building my journey, knowing what my end game is here for my clients? You're not alone. Like we all have had coaches as coaches. And if we haven't, that might be an issue, but but you're definitely right. not alone. Like that thought partnership is so imperative to get to that next level. So don't think that this is a, we're not doing this alone. Everybody needs support on their journey, whoever you are. agreed on that. And I've seen that from both sides. I'm married to a serial entrepreneur. He has, I don't know how many versions of business there have been since I've known my husband, but I can always tell the versions that aren't going to be as quickly successful as others are the ones that he has kind of just been head down on his own. Because like you said, you A, can't see your blind spot. But the second part of it that I think is so hard for us to see when we're close to it is we can't see our own ego being in our way, right? Mm -hmm. We can't see where we're just simply not being brave enough and vulnerable enough to say, okay, I'm approaching this completely differently. Or I literally can't see that I'm putting ego before logic, or I'm putting feelings before action, or, you know, we can't see where we're our own worst obstacle. And yes, all of us who are here for the long term and have been successful in building that balance between a financially successful business, because I will die on this hill without money, you don't have a business It does have to at some point be financially successful. But what that financial success is, is different for everybody. And it is a growth curve, right? But we need to hit that sweet spot of yes, it's financially successful. But we've also created the actual lifestyle that we were after, which is different for everybody still, right? Like I'm a mother of three children, I have two teenagers and a middle schooler. If I don't have time for my kids first, then the business is worthless to me. It doesn't matter how much money it makes, right? So until we can find the balance of those two things, 
we're not going to be settled. And it is so much easier to find that intersection and the balance of those two things when we have an external, like you said, thought partner that can see it with us and can help us avoid the major pitfalls that are going to run us headfirst into a dead end. Mm -hmm. Amen. From what I'm seeing on your online presence, you are really good at continuing to create space for creativity and fun and innovation in your business. What do you do for yourself to continue to be in that state of feeling and not get down in the, what can sometimes be super overwhelming reality of entrepreneurship? Yeah. Mindset plays a huge role in that. As I mentioned previously, I am on this spiritual journey. I grew up very religious and kind of fell away from that. And as I went into college, I got my master's, I went to in the corporate world, and it just didn't feel 100% aligned for me. However, I never fell completely away from God. It was just, you know, what does this mean to me? I don't know, and I haven't explored it. Well, when this all happened, I really started to do that inner work we were talking about earlier. And so meditation is something that I do to help get me into a space of being able to build that self-awareness, journaling when I'm inside of that meditation or just thereafter, so that I can bring that creativity to the forefront, allowing space. I create Mondays as a CEO day, so nobody gets to schedule their time on my calendar because that's my time to be creative and do the copy work or do the creative work. And, you know, being mindful, I think, too, like I have this branding side of me that I have from from whether it was in corporate to now, I, I love building my brand. And so even though I might, I, I should probably not be doing as much of it. But I did a full rebrand right at, during maternity leave. And I love touching a little bit of that to be able to like inspire that creative lens. And then the other side of it is I'm, I always have a coach. So I always have someone that's teaching me something new. That piece of it actually really inspires new ideas, creativity, how I can differently frame things, how I can say things differently, how I can psychologically get in the head of my customer and try to understand them that much more deeply so I can support them at that level I want to be able to provide. But I will go back to meditation over and over and over again, whenever I am not feeling grounded, whenever I'm feeling like out of whack, back to the mindset piece of that enoughness, that worthiness, or that comparison syndrome, or, you know, the ups and downs of money and the swings of of months that sometimes they're great, and sometimes they're low, but then celebrating that, wait, it wasn't that low of a month, like give yourself a break that comes from meditation and having a true practice that is going to kind of reset my my headspace. I love all of that. And I think for all of us, at some point, we have to figure out what is that thing, right? Like whether whether somebody is religious or into meditation or into spirituality, or for somebody it just means go out for a run, right? Take your yes, dog and go for absolutely. a walk, but recentering and getting the mind back to What's the positive and what do I take from this that is the step forward as opposed to what am I taking from this and taking personally? Nothing good comes out of anything, especially when we have business online, when we start taking things personally Mm -hmm. because it's other people's projections onto what we're doing, right? But whatever it is that we need in order to feel back to grounded in who we are and how we're approaching things, I love that. Tell me what has been the biggest surprise for you owning your own business, coming from corporate specifically, but in general, what would you say has been the biggest surprise being an entrepreneur? The biggest surprise, I would probably say the belief, like I've always believed in myself, but like looking back 
I remember being on my first retreat. My grandmother was, she owned 13 travel agencies, Carlson Boggan Lee Travel. Wow. And back in the day, they were a big deal, right? And she was a female entrepreneur. She was a pioneer. And I so looked up to her. I worked at one of her travel agencies and she has since passed. However, I was on that first retreat and I'm sitting on the on a cliff on the edge of the ocean where I rented this house in the Virgin Islands. And I everybody left after that retreat and I bawled my freaking eyes out because I was like, oh my gosh, I did this. Like I did this. It was this overwhelming sense of holy shit. I just ran a retreat. I changed their freaking lives. Like this impact was overwhelming. It like shook me to the core. And so to have that kind of a feeling in your business, I mean, it was, it was monumental for me. It was a huge game changer. I have never had that kind of emotional, visceral reaction in my business ever. And so that surprised the shit out of me. (laughs) Like, you yeah. gotta be kidding me. Like, why am I having I was shaking. I was shaking and bawling my eyes out, looking at this beautiful ocean and just realizing that, oh my gosh, I can do this. I can do this. I can truly change people's lives. I can create amazing retreats. And so it's not that I didn't believe in myself that I could do it, but the realization and watching it come to life in front of you and being in person, I think because we're behind the screen and we're not able to always be in person with our clients or have that true connection where we're building that conversation, elevating one another, taking it to an entirely different level than we normally do. Not that Zoom is bad. I love Zoom and so many amazing things can be achieved that way. But the realization that I could create that kind of connection with other people as a mentor run a retreat, a successful retreat in a beautiful location and travel for work. Like that was insane to me. And so that I would say was the biggest surprise in my career thus far that I could create something like that, bring it to fruition and, and have that kind of a reaction and, and see that the possibilities in front of me that are completely limitless, boundless. Right. I love that. I literally just got goosebumps listening to that. I call that feeling the vortex. And I've been in the vortex a couple of times where it just feels like there's so much overwhelm of impact and empowerment. And at the same time, just complete settling into I am exactly where I'm meant to be. You know Mm -hmm. that feeling? And that's what it sounds like you had on that cliff top where it's like, this is exactly where I am meant to be at this exact moment in my life. And it's perfect. And it's so much to hold and it's overpowering. And it just has to come out of me through this emotion. I love that Mm -hmm. so much. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that story. Okay. We're going to end on a couple of rapid fire questions. You ready? Absolutely. Favorite food? I guess pizza. 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 Okay. That's a good one. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Ocean or mountains? Shit. Mountain. (laughs) Mountain. Oh, that's surprising after that cliff story. Okay, we'll take mountain. You have to do a retreat in the mountain now to get that feeling and in the mountain. That will be like overwhelming Sedona, for you. October. Um, early mornings. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Early mornings or late nights? Early morning. Okay. Biggest piece of advice that you would give women coaches who are struggling in their business right now? Don't stop. Consistency. Do not allow yourself to get in your own way. And keeping that mindset like you are going to be the biggest person getting in your own way. Do not stop. Be consistent. The success will come if you're passionate enough. 
don't allow anything to get in your way, keep going. And don't forget to turn around and look at the view. <laughs> that and that last part is so vital, right? Because we tend to beat ourselves up with it's not yet enough. It's not fast enough. It's not good enough. It's not big enough. It's not enough money. And then really just pause for a second and appreciate the path you've walked. I love that. Mm-hmm. Christine, thank you so much for being here today. Tell everyone how they can connect with you. Where can they find you? What's the easiest way to get in touch with you if they want to reach out? Absolutely. So reinvent your hustle. I'm on Instagram. I hang out on the gram. Come find me there. And then refined ritual. If meditation is something you want to explore, check out refined ritual. We have meditation boxes for entrepreneurs specifically. And that's the refined ritual on Instagram. Amazing. I don't know that I knew that you had that second profile. I'm going to go check that out right now. Please do. I appreciate you being here so much. It has been a pleasure. I'm excited that we finally actually got to see each other and connect on this platform. And I look forward to seeing all the amazing things that you got coming up. You guys go find Christine on the gram. Her feed is amazing. She is amazing. This has been wonderful. And thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you. Amazing. For my listeners, you guys know anything you need, pop into my DMs. You guys know where to find me at the Kirsten Screen on the gram, kirstenscreen.com if you need to head over to the website. We got a bunch of stuff coming up for you guys. Make sure you pay attention to stories. You know, if you're on the email list, you always get everything first. And I will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Embodied CEO podcast. To connect with me, Kirsten, head to kirstenscreen.com or find me on Instagram at the Kirsten screen. My DMs are always open. So drop in and say hi. Be sure to follow, subscribe and share the Embodied CEO podcast and now go out there and take some action.